This episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Neds. Josh, you won't believe which Victorian club is circling for Eagles youngster Harley Reid. Is it Essendon? Well, you got to click on it. What do you mean? It's clickbait. Is it Essendon or not? You have to click on it. It's Essendon. Georgia just texted me it. Well, God. Which Victorian club's jersey would Reid look best in? Um, okay, I know this. Um, Carlton, it's a pretty bold strip. Maybe... Maybe nah, Geelong, nah. he's like, he's kind of from that nah, area. Uh, 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 nah. Hang on. No. Just the, click it. You get way less drivel than this on the Neds app with the rap. Stay up to date with the latest videos, articles, including insights, tips, and analysis. Plus, Ned's unique take on everything about your favorite sports and racing codes. But it's not just AFL. There's NBA, UFC, horsey racing, and NRL news, plus much more. Download the Neds app now and look for the rap tab for the latest content taken to the Neds level. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Disgrace sports journalist Josh Gallup and welcome to the Kick It Forward podcast, the only sports news room with the cuts to tell it like it is. This week we've got a lot of schemes, a real life lock-in, and we hear from one of the craziest Australian athletes, ultra marathon runner Phil Gore. Well done to that. Uh, guys, <laughs> um, well done remember, to that. <laughs> remember, if you have a review for the pod, please make sure you do. Uh, it helps us grow, it helps us a lot. This is one from Lube King. The segment on how to steal things is very informative. Well, very, yeah, good point it is. It teaches you how to steal stinge corn. What's, what's that? Oh, I don't know that Stinch segment. Stinge corn is great, actually. Theft corner. It's one of the best ones. Yeah, guys, how are you More going? on that later. Harry, how are you? The silly season started, hasn't it, guys? It certainly is a bit silly. Do we I talk- told you, I told you. I just call it season. Do we talk about what we did on Friday? You know, getting the, trapped. A certain gelateria. <laughs> yeah, we went and to us. this festival in Perth and we went early. Um, we, we got stuck in a bit of traffic which randomly occurs when there's the you know, holy trinity of silly season, a Wildcats game and a concert on the same night. You didn't handle that too well. I handled it pretty well. No, I don't know. I was uncomfortable. I, that was the first ever Uber tip I've given when the guy like did the quite yeah, a Yeah, you also tip. gave your 20th tip <laughs> in that same five minute period. So. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, but we got locked in. Uh, we, yeah. did, well, we tried to leave and we got there so early. There was no one there. This is the Ice Cream Factory, by the way. A bit of a festival that runs over a couple months here in Perth. Mm. Uh, and we got there. There's about four other people there. <laughs> it was pretty light in the day. I think the idea was we were going to go there and try and secure some free drinks, but we were a bit late for them. So we tried <laughs> and to leave they, and, yeah. <laughs> tried to leave to go to the bar. They said, sorry, no pass outs. Would they give you a so wristband? <laughs> Yeah, they said we'd have to buy a new one. It was like we were in Hotel California and someone yelled at us, and you will never leave. Dude, they made all these things on the walls like, you can have fun, good vibes only. And then someone screenshotted it and wrote, and no leaving. No we leaving. There. How's this? We're like, oh, fuck this place. Fuck this. Six hours later, we're still there. Having the spending, best time ever. Spending their money. Yeah, but guys, guys, it was a big weekend. Um, some other things were going on, but Saturday was another big one. And you know what? This morning, I was just feeling... Like a big giant piece of shit. Yeah. What? And I don't know about you guys, but you guys both also look like big giant pieces of shit. Nothing to do with what you're doing. No, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, midweek, when mm. people listen to this pod, they need a bit of this. Next stop, Motivation Station. Yeah. Prepare to get motivated. 
Because you know what? The main reason I wanted to do this is because we see so many stupid content creators. Um, not saying that we aren't, but on there, preaching bullshit. Ideas on how to uh, sell more of your product. How to just live better in general, okay? Mm. So I thought I'd, you know, give you a little bit of midweek motivation. Um, who have we got this week? Andy Elliott uh, about uh, what his expectations are of people that work for his company. I'm going to tell you this, my entire company, my entire team, if you don't have a six pack, you don't work for us. It's called, everybody say standard. How about we raise them? How about you guys quit getting f***ing civilized and you guys quit settling? You know, there's some people in this room that said, ah, I would sue my my, my uh, company if they uh, told me I had to have a six pack. We know you would. That conversation was for the one percenters. That wasn't for you. So based on this logic, we're all fighting. Giorgio is going to be boss. Yeah, let's go. I was going to say, Harry, you've, you've gone to work with a six pack a few times. You yeah. Know? Oh, I went to Crunch Fitness once. Yeah. <laughs> haven't gone. You're set for the next three haven't years. Back. Months. Built different. One of my favorite one of his as well. So there's like a whole plethora of these videos, particularly on TikTok, and they go viral for two reasons. Like, I guess some people actually do believe in them. There's a bit of Andrew Tate stuff in it. But then there's also just a huge amount of parody with them. The other one was just like... If someone right now, just giving an example, kidnapped your family and said they were going to kill them unless you tripled production or revenue in your company, you fucking do it in a heartbeat. Why does your back have to be up against the wall for you to triple your sales? There's another guy who like... Well, well first of all, yeah. a kidnapper... De- kidnappers' demands are you triple your sales? <laughs> triple your sales. <laughs> what we want is your to triple your sales. Guys, start calling people and go, please, my family's gonna die. I need you to buy. There's the other fuckhead. There's two more fuckheads. There's the guy that um says he's gonna live till 140. I'm up at 4 a.m. From 4 to 4:20, I do a book on double speed, so I'm listening. At 4:20, I'm on the treadmill with my wife, and we're doing an active meditation together for 40 minutes. It includes a reverie where we're basically aligning the pharmacy of the body to over dopamine the mind by gratitude. So I'm going to live 144 years. He's Chris Cole or something. And there's the- I'm going to murder him. <laughs> well, that's a good point. <laughs> if, you have a, if your six pack somehow murders him, Giorgio, you'd be top of all the pie. I don't want anyone murders. working for this company that isn't 140. The weird, weirdest part is that all the people nodding in the background of these things. There's all guys just like they're foot soldiers nodding. There's also the, like the discount Andrew Tate right now who's going around being like, I met Andrew Tate's brother. I, I, I find out he likes Johnny Walker. And then I buy, I go, I go, hey, you want Johnny Walker? Because I know you like Johnny Walker. You listen, you become billionaire. I think people need to start studying words. Even just looking at money, you'll get a bank. And what is a bank? There's also a bank, a river, river bank. bank. Right. And what does the river bank do? It controls the flow, the flow of what? Water. The flow of the current, the currency. Right? So if it's controlling the currency, it's also controlling the what? The flow. The flow of what? The cash flow. So what? Money moves like water. So if I understand where the water is going to go, I just have to position myself where the cash flow is going to be next and I will get wet. Welcome to the big leagues, motherfuckers. Okay, I'm signing, I'm signing my, up. My, my favorite is the South African guy who's been taking the piss out of so much. Bro, let's go out this weekend. There's a crazy event happening. There'll be a ton of chicks. Let's just go have fun and let go a little. Yeah, that ain't my kind hey, of Hey, bro, fun. let's go out bro, this weekend. Let's, let's just <laughs> let rip. Let's take some drugs and do some drinking, you know? Uh-uh, that's not me. You'll find me in the church praying to God. That's Be- where I'll be. Bettering myself. And then it's like, you want to something, a something, a something. <laughs> There's about four songs that get repeated constantly. But yeah, now I'm motivated. Now I feel good, Harry. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. What have you guys been doing? Harry, I'm actually, I'm recovering as well. well I had a box on Saturday. Oh my God, did you drink Whoa. much? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm recovering from world's greatest burn I experienced. 
So there are a bunch of us. Uh, one of the stops on this Bucks party tour de, fri- tour de fridge was a bowls club, and there were some old codgers there playing their uh, weekend penance. We were all dressed in in silly, colourful lycra riding gear, and yeah. the buck Guys. the buck was wearing a tutu because we just a bloody, oh, bloody, hell. bloody crazy yeah, bunch, right? And he had a little girl's bike. Was, oh my was god! Crazy. Anyway, one of the old boys, the penance, uh, comes up to him comes up to us sitting down and he, and he goes, G'day guys, we're uh we're actually a player short for our team today. Is uh is anyone able to fill in? We all kind of look around like seriously and we all look awkwardly and he goes, actually never mind, because we're a men's league. Wow. Pretty misogynist, to be honest. Blew, blew, the, blew the bloody roof down. We were in hysterics. I tell you what, sorry to be a nerd, but if Elise Perry was there, would you even deny men's Elise Perry to play? Because she would probably be better. Did you expect anything different from an 80-year-old <laughs> white lawn bowls men's play? Bazinga. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many times has that guy run that game? Oh, <laughs> Every Bucks party oh, rolls I reckon he's still talking about it now. Oh, I actually um, I dropped the ball on this on this tour de fridge because one of the stops was my house. I hope you didn't leave a divot. Those greens are really expensive. No, it was they were fake grass. It was all fine. Uh, no, I had one job: um, put the drinks in a tub with ice. Sounds like something you'd forget. No, no, no. I remembered. It's just that I put it out at ten a.m. Uh, in uh, direct sunlight in the sun. with two uh. bags of ice. <laughs> We got to mine at 6 p.m. and I was like, hmm. weird. 6 p.m.? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Everything's George. warm. I go, when would you put it out? Well, 10 a.m. in did direct you, sunlight. I just didn't think it would. Did you not understand the whole um, metamorphosis of ice through its stages? I didn't oh. think it would melt that quick. Because you know sometimes you have a party and you wake up the next day and there's still ice in the in the esky, yeah, in, in the esky, water. Not in, a, not in an Ikea plastic tub. Yeah, well, I've learned. The next one I'll get right. You could have said melt, yet you chose metamorphosis. <laughs> You're a fuckhead. Well, sometimes it, sometimes it sublimes too if it skips a stage. Well, remember, we're all, all about saving time here. Okay, okay cool. So go with melt next time, oh, you nerd. Thanks. Oh, guys, I'm trying to make an impression at our new office. You know, we have a shared office. There's a lot of other businesses in this building. And last week, uh, a message went out because the alarm went off. And someone's like, hey, guys, you need to make sure you lock it. But the alarm went off because I was in my room and someone put the alarm on and I'm just there and the alarm goes off because they don't realise we exist yet. And then this woman comes upstairs when I go, I'm actually here because there's a WhatsApp group chat and she complains about who's someone's fucked up. She walks in and goes, hey, sorry, bit awkward. And it's like classic shit, uh, shit chat. So then the next four hours, I just spent the time just trying to piss people off in the WhatsApp. People I've never, ever met. <laughs> so this people, people are like doing the um, sort of the passive aggressive comments. Like it was not me. Like I would not do that. Guys, we need to be better. So the front door was open the other day. I've said this before. We need a tag in tag out system. Uh, exactly. And then Chris chimes in goes, haven't been there since Monday. It was Thursday. And I replied first time I'd commented other than saying I was upstairs about it two hours earlier. That's not true, Chris. I saw you yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick. Someone replies, what? And then Chris goes, no, that can't be true. I've been working from home for two days. <laughs> so I reply, can we all just stop the bloody lies? <laughs> Chris is a filthy liar. Chris, Chris no, one, no one's even stepped foot in this room before understands what we're doing in this random echo chamber. Listen here, Chris, who are you really lying to? Is it yourself <laughs> or your colleagues or both? There was a bit going back and forth and eventually I just wrote a JJ. So crisis averted. Well done. Well, you got to stitch up Chris more. Should we get onto this games then? Yes. Yeah, all right. Mm, schemes. 
It's not breaking the law, but sometimes it toes the line. Scheme, 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 scheme. You gonna hijack this one, or are you no, gonna no, let me have my own segment? No, it's all yours. Yeah, sure. Hurry up! Hurry up! Smush your hand. There it is. There it is. And Stinge Corner. I didn't. I didn't. Called it. I called it. I didn't do shit. That wasn't me at all. Neither did I. Are you both happy with that? Happy with yourselves? Happy with Well, Harry, introduce it. It's your segment today. Welcome to Breaking the Law and Stinge Corner. Ta-da. <laughs> There's no laws broken. I'll put a warning out if there is. Well, I've heard the warning. Sometimes our actual conversation, like, well, this one's in. illegal. James writes in, I recently started working at JB Hi-Fi. There's a guy who comes in and buys a DVD he wants to watch. He watches it in over three days, returns it for a refund, then just buys another one. He does this over and over, and he's in the store about two times a week. How did how do they do it? Apparently, this has been going on for a year, but technically, by law, he is within his rights to do so. He walks in with a shit-eating grin each time with no shame. I'm a man for schemes, as you know, but this guy is going too far. This has to Whoa. be you. This has to be you. The thing, the funny thing about this is, if they change the policy to stop him from doing this, it affects everything else. <laughs> so they can't. They can't. <laughs> Illegally downloading things is so much easier. <laughs> But, but probably worse. Said, well, he's you know what he he just misses the blockbuster experience of going in, browsing, maybe bumping into things. Oh, I haven't even considered that, mm. and now he takes it up, buys the DVD, and delivers it back three days later. <laughs> Free rental. How how strict you reckon he is with himself and not scratching it? Like you'd be so scared about damaging it. All right, I'd love to know what he says. Is he just going after like returning flushed away and just go? Mm, not for me. What do you mean, not for you? You just watched it. I agree, not for me either. <laughs> yeah, not for Harry. That's for sure. Okay, so he's rich. Nick writes in, I worked in a car park which was situated on the ground surrounding a stadium in South Australia. People park there for AFL games. Now, if you're lucky enough to be assigned the car park entry spot where you had to take money and hand out a ticket for each car that entered, you are in for a good shift. The scheme was as follows. Each car that entered paid $10 and was given a numbered ticket they placed on the dash. Management knew how many tickets had been sold off the roll by the number it ended on at the end of the shift, so they knew the amount that should be handing in. This was easy money as everyone was in such a hurry to get in and park, you simply wouldn't hand out a ticket to every car, therefore pocketing 10 bucks a vehicle. This could quickly add up as it was particularly busy and you would take home about $500 yeah. extra cash. Wow. Yeah. Everybody knew this scheme across the large amount of car park attendance and it was handed down to anybody new who ended up on the gate so we could all share in the loot. Wim Hof regards me. Oh, oh, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, 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 That's yeah, also yeah. illegal, Jojo. Any, no, no, hang on, hang on. This That's is highly illegal. This is different though. How? Yeah. Remember, anything to do with the parking, go for it. Green okay, light, yeah, anything yeah, yeah. to do with the parking. I love it. I, I had my it. own scheme. This one was from Friday night. So um, on Friday night, I, I paid for the Uber and then um, bought a mate free drinks so I never got a, a, a drink in the flight. What? Who Who did that scheme? Giorgio. <laughs> Giorgio. Oh, shit. Three drinks. Oh, my and drink debt. I don't know about you, Harry. When I get in drink debt, I can't be in drink. I can't. No, no, no. I'm not drinking. You buy me drinks. Hey, hey, hey. I'm going to chase you up on it. No, no, I did. I actually tried to figure out how long it would go. Bullshit. You didn't buy me drinks. It got to three. I know exactly what drinks I got. Birdo got me drinks. No, no, no. I I bought you three. Nah. 
I'm de- guarantee you, I like me as a personal beer debt. This is like I don't know if this is a scheme, and you're using your schemes on me. My scheme. <laughs> you didn't buy me three I'd, drinks after the first one. I was like, I wonder how many I can get to. What was and the first one? Three. I don't know. I didn't. I, oh, I, I, so I, you're so sure, but you can't name the drinks. Is this your how you deal with beer nah, debt? Is this how no, you wait, deal with wait, beer Georgia. So what would have happened is because Berto was buying you drinks when you needed another one, you didn't have to like sort yourself out, which would have also been sorting Josh out. I'm just saying- That's it was, how it would have happened. These were wedges and they somehow got lost in the way. Oh, they're wedges now. You don't know what a wedge is. I do. What's a wedge? Lots of things. Golf club. <laughs> kind of chip. That too. That's a golf club. Anyway, just saying, in case that was a scheme, well done. If not- No, I'll, I'll, buy, you, I'll buy you drinks. If, if you, I'll buy you three drinks. I don't think it was three. Well, you and, you and can't the, name them. And the Uber. And the Uber When's it going to well. be though? Like 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey Josh, here's a coffee. Three warm um, EAs. Do we have anything before we move on? I don't like getting into rounds with a lot of people. Oh my God, beer debt. I just go, beer, beer debt, debt is, is the worst. such- I hate beer debt. Sometimes I've woken up outside my mate's um, house and I'm just staring through the window as like the rain pours, just going, and I've got a crisp schooner there for That me. Uber you got, what was it, like 40 bucks or something? Uh, I, ended up being I was actually so kid. uncomfortable that we couldn't split that because I knew I'd be in debt to you. Yeah, yeah. So what was the deal? Everyone buys Josh a drink when we get there. Which you end up being overs, but which it's is, a, Which yeah, is yeah. worth it for you. You did the admin. Yeah. Um, so I think I, a couple of nice um, gentlemen that were actually helping set up the um, the festival hooked us up with a, with a can. With an after oh, that. who were those guys? It was oh, Kieran was, um, and I think Zave maybe. They were legends. I'm, um, going, I'm going through every drink. Uh, you didn't buy me three drinks. Yeah. Uh, okay, your little mathematics. I, I know for a fact you failed mathematics. I'm going, mathematics. I'm going through every drink. You didn't buy me three I, drinks. I know for a fact you did because you know who's more likely to tally it? The guy getting anti-beer debt um, is counting in his head with like a fiery rage. I'll buy you three drinks, but you didn't buy me three drinks. I bought you three. They were like 15 bucks each at this thing as well. <laughs> I, you just didn't. Schemed. Mate, I just get it. You schemed me. I'm not scheming anyone. Every day I'm hustling. You know what? No. Next time I am, uh, is... we go on a trip or go somewhere, I'm actually just going to go solo. Every man I'm, for himself. I'm going every man so for himself. So we're extending the every man for himself from beyond the airport. Yep. And also beyond that. Cool sports facts. Oh, yeah. Things that make you go interesting. Mm, haven't heard this one in a while, boys, but uh, something piqued my interest over the weekend. Now I'm interested. <laughs> LeBron James just suffered his worst career loss last week. Oh, 44 points. Oh. oh, Jesus. 44 point loss. The exact same margin of loss as MJ. Wow. MJ's. When he had his worst, worst loss. Yeah. But oh, wait. Yep. When did MJ more. receive his one? There's more. Both players were 38 years old. Oh, so MJ was with the Wizards when it happened. Mm. Oh, damn. Crazy. Like 38 years count. old. And 44 point loss. But wait, there's more. They were both 38 years old and exactly 333 days old when okay, they now. suffered a 44 point loss. Okay. Now I'm a bit spooked because How? that's scary now. I need to that's work weird. out what time they were born, when they played mm. that day, and if the mm. hours match up, even the minutes. And like, have they even ever both been like known as goats, have they? Goats. I didn't know MJ mm. played for another team. Yeah, he played, um, he was kind of brought in because they said they would bring him part of the ownership group oh. and then they reneged on it and then he was fucking angry. Oh, the Lakers must have been angry. MJ. Uh, what? Mm. Come on, Bulls. I oh, know that okay. one. Oh. Come on, guys. Come Funny. on. Oh, it just reminds me, uh, Just Briggs also, we had Bryce Collin last week. We got Josh Lloyd this week, actually. So if you got your fan, any fantasy oh. questions, get them in. Yeah, when? I'll be there. No 
Marty Bartel poos for the first time in a day. It was better than Leo. Matildas have won again. And welcome back, Daniel Ricciardo. They came bounding over. <laughs> the headlines. And I Five stars. One star. Google Hey guys, we've got a very special Google review this week, uh, courtesy of listener Russell Gartner. Now, um, guys, what are the two main ingredients for fish and chips? Mm. Oh. Mm. Uh, I'll start. Fish. Yeah, good. That is one. Beer, yep. butter, or grilled? Uh, say well, chips, fish. Giorgio. Chips. Say chips. chips. Cool. Say. And, um, <laughs> you know, you reckon some people might just want fish sometimes, right? Well, that's yeah. the thing. Chips sometimes you don't want. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and funny. sometimes you don't want fish. So sometimes you might just want chips. I mean, is that what you're trying to? For avoid? sure, you don't. Sometimes want the main I don't protein. want them combined. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I want them separately. Hmm. Well, Russell Gardner said in a fish and chip shop around the country that refuses to sell chips on their own. I know, and you know, to each their own. You know, we're in a, a cost of living crisis. Maybe there's something related to that. But if you go to the Google reviews of this place, now I'll keep them anonymous. Uh, they get a bit weird. They actually stand by this no selling chips very, very closely. The first one here is Michelle. Uh, she wrote on a Google review, very rude front, uh, front of house staff, watched five people walk out. They do not offer hot chips on their own. So I'd have to buy three packs of nuggets for my kids that $13 each, just the lunch was awful. Now the owner replies to every single one of these negative reviews. Advising patrons that they do not serve hot chips on their own is not a rude gesture. Hot chips are empty calories and no nutritional value. In these daunting times of COVID, we try to encourage patrons to eat at least one food with some nutritional value on the hot chips. Oh, we are nuggets. sorry you did not enjoy our food, but sometimes resentment can mar the taste buds. Frozen chicken nuggets are pretty healthy too while yeah, you're at yeah. it. <laughs> Especially at a fish and chip shop. Empty calories. Also, it's a product they sell. But Even if it's part of a package, they're saying it's unhealthy. I can't see the benefit of turning down a sale every time someone asks for just chips. A regional fish and chip store is probably the best place I like to go to for all dietary requirement uh, advice. <laughs> Get you two and five. Yeah. Um, Aiden wrote on one, uh, the person I spoke to was very rude on the phone and said, you can't get chips, mate. The owners replied, hi, Aiden. Please explain what part of you can't get chips, mate is rude in any context. I don't say anything rude with it. Rodney, I was milling around at the shop and the family came to order. The kids were a bit noisy and the lady muttered, just go fuck yourself. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Mildor, don't what? dare ask for hot chips or then ask for them to be cooked well done. She loses her poop. Hi, Mildog. Thank you for the review, of which makes no sense. <laughs> Why would you ask to have your chips cooked well done? After being told we don't sell chips on their own in the first place. Get stuffed. Jane. The very overpriced chips aren't very good. Finally, the owner replies, must be the wrong enterprise because we don't sell chips on their own. Oh, oh really? Made this that clear. is the rule. This is the rule. So part of me is saying they're telling young kids to fuck off. They're being very strict about chips, which I don't quite understand. What do you reckon the reasoning for no chips is? Something going the, on. The only logic I can think of is like, it's not worth their while selling $3 worth of chips. And But again, like- Bump it up. But chips are so, yeah. cho so cheap to yeah, buy. They're like, like frozen, the fucking fries it, on, chuck them in. And you know what? There's a fine line that separates the good times and the, and the you know, modern world. <laughs> 
It's when all of a sudden you couldn't go to a fish and chip shop, pay two bucks and get a 10 kilograms of chips. Mm. How frustrating is it when you go to one now, these fancy ones now, and they're like 15 bucks for chips. And I'm like, man, I swear to God, this is like a 1,500% increase in price. 100%. And now we've got a new line. No, 1,500. It yeah. was the, it was the <laughs> good, good line. It was the good times. It was the modern world where the chips were expensive. Now you can't even buy fucking chips on their own from a fish Sorry, and chip I'm shop. Just like, I'm just like a bit sad. I yeah. Feel like I've got that song on my head. What would you do if I said? Oh, I've got that in my head too. <laughs> anyway, in, I want to. In, I these, wanna, in I, these COVID times? God damn it. I just wanted to see how strictly they um, run this policy. So mm. me and Giorgio rang up and tried to order some chips. Hey, how you going? Um, I'm just going to order some food for pickup. Yes, what would you like, mate? Um, just, uh, just coming through. You might be grabbing just a large chips. They actually don't do chips on their own here, sorry, mate. Can I just get it like a large one, so just get two smalls and then in a big container? No, we don't We don't do chips by themselves at all. Chips are empty calories, mate. They, everyone's trying to spend their money wisely and have, we don't sell bags or boxes of chips on their own. Sorry. Do, do, do people ask for it much? No. Whoa, whoa. Oh, hi there. Uh, can I just make an order to pick up, please? What would you like, mate? Um, can I just get um, a chips on their own, please? No, you can't. Oh, how come? Don't do chips? Because we don't do chips on their own, mate. Oh, okay. How come? You, you just rang before, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, g'day. Could I just get a fish and chips to Try pick up, please? Try a different voice. Fish and chips? Yes, please. Just standard. Hey, uh, sorry. The... Just shut up, mate. Bugger, not even some chips uh, on their own. Try this trick before, mate. Good luck. <laughs> Bye. It's impossible. And we tried so hard. What? <laughs> we couldn't get chips. What's going on there? <laughs> what know. the hell's going on there? I don't know, but they're, they're pretty adamant they don't allow it. It was one of the most bizarre things we ever experienced. This is like we are witnessing a villain origin story. <laughs> okay. You yeah. want to know how I got these it's, chips? I reckon there's more to that. <laughs> More to come. Part two next week. Ten thousand dollars for a ba- packet of chips. Nah, empty I calories, mate. <laughs> empty calories. Just eat some nuggets with a plate. I, I tell you what, if they stand by and don't accept ten thousand for a bag of chips by themselves, yeah. hats off to them. That, well, that, that, <laughs> yeah. that means they actually yeah, yeah. do believe in this new yeah. world of good eating. Red ball. Netball. Guys, the Players Association and the Super Netball and Netball Australia have agreed on a new deal. Yes, talk us through it. Thank God. Um, well, it's it's been pretty pretty gross watching it play out. Our good mate Joe Weston was brought to tears in a press mm-hmm. conference, which you know obviously got clipped up and shared everywhere. She was speaking for a long time without crying as well, but it made a point to exactly how many people are struggling. Like, there's people having to be kicked out of their rental because they can't afford the rent. Like, these are young players that might not have many savings or they might have a support network. They're sleeping in cars, and this is just because they want to pursue a career in netball, which you think on paper, like netball has a really high participation rate. It, um, they're winning right now. Yes, there's arguments that they might not bring in this, the money that other leagues do, but won the bloody World Cup. At the same time, like there's mismanagement from Netball Australia. That's been clear. And what are the execs getting paid? <laughs> 
Well, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know that, but um, well, I don't know either. Talk about, it's scary. Talk about it's scary. Yes, exactly, yeah, exactly. Me. Overstepping, if you yeah. ask oh, me. Sure. Mm. Yeah, of course. And that's that was no, actually, when it wasn't said. Uh, so they've come to an agreement. There's certain things to protect, especially the players on the lower end. So when they're doing some sort of uh, a sales agreement, like a sponsorship, the players actually get it. The club actually gets it as well. Like they have an eleventh player they can sign for six months for twenty-two thousand, which sounds like not too much but for when you're in that position you might be at uni as well it goes a very very long way um i don't think they were ever going to meet completely in the middle but there was a lot of like a lot of people of high esteem within the netball community that came out and were really really pissed off liz ellis spoke out about um the netball australia's original offer being a kick in the teeth um and then the, the, also in today's thing as well i think the misconception right now is that Gina Reinhardt and Hancock Prospecting offered 15 million to sponsor the deal. So Hancock Prospecting often sponsor female sport. And the thought that came out was that uh, Danielle Wallum had um, raised concerns because she's an indigenous athlete and Lang Hancock's uh, basically questions over his comments, which were racist previously. Now, she never said she wouldn't be able to wear Hancock Prospecting. She just raised those concerns. However, um, that was then stripped away and Hancock Prospecting removed their deal. And they are the players argue all the blame was placed on them when, when they actually said they would wear it. But in the media, it says, oh, these bloody stupid netball players aren't going to take money from mining companies. And what was it, like 15 million? 15 million. It literally sustains a lot of netball. And on top of that, it just it looked bad for them. But in reality, it was probably mismanagement again from Netball Australia. It doesn't look good for the CEO right now, uh, but at least the players now can continue getting paid because there was nine weeks without pay up to that point, which, you know, when you're not getting huge money anyway, uh, it, it hurts a lot. And we would know because that's like if someone took away our zero dollars for this podcast. I would not survive. I don't know yeah. what I'd do. Yeah. We're in a big pay dispute. Well done to Joe Weston and the girls for uh, actually getting, getting a slight win. I say, Charles, Tottenham playing the most wonderful style of football. It's that Australian fellow, isn't it? Hey! And one. And one. And my erection would argue that they, they probably drew. won. But uh, like, they drew with Man City in Manchester, so probably worth a win, is really. That, is that Pet Ball or Mikel Ball? That's Pet Ball. Pet Ball. Yeah, not ball. many teams travel there and come away with any points. It was a good so result for me. Did they get some players back or something from injury? Is that- uh, still a couple injured. Uh, they're still waiting. There's, I think they're missing like half their back line, but 3-3 against Man City. Watch the highlights. Insane game. A 90th minute equaliser. Uh, I think they were lucky to come away with a draw. Erling Haaland, like, raging at the ref because basically they were robbed a one-on-one chance because is this crazy? Like, he got fouled. The ref calls advantage. And they had a clear run at it. Hey? They, they play a through ball. Mm. And for some unknown reason, the ref just goes, nah, I'm going to blow my whistle and bring it back. To be fair, though, like, I'd, I'd hate to side with Tottenham, but, yeah, it was bullshit. Yeah, it was bullshit, actually. Um, kids, block your ears because Erling Haaland had a very rude tweet about it. Uh-oh. Oh, what'd he do? Said WTF. What the? Nah, nah, nah. Get, nah, get nah, out. Nah, Where are you going? Sorry. See you guys. I, I did Stop recording. Stop recording. Uh, yeah. Nah, nah, fuck it. I'm packing yeah, this whole studio going? up. Yeah. Wait, wait, what does the F stand for? Frick. Oh, my God. Get, get Harry, get the car. Get these creaky chairs out of here. I'm just recording. Don't shoot the messenger. All right, we'll come back in. You like what I've done with the place? You just pissed everywhere. <laughs> it's just a piece of shit. Oh, so he swore. 
He swore. Also, how's um? So at the Euro twenty twenty four draw, which like UEFA do, it's a whole big like event, and they, it's like you know they pull the. So this is the not. Ball. This is not um Champions League. This is the one below. No, this is the Euro. So this is oh, uh, okay, na- yeah, yeah. Na- nations. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. The second so biggest tournament in world football. Yeah, after World Cup, they have the um Euro. So it's for Euro twenty twenty four. They do the big, you know. Sh- Show and dance with the pulling the balls out. Yeah. Um. There's a YouTuber that pranked them by. Um. God, it would be impressive if they pulled their balls out on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. In the last. Uh, A four. Euro. A four is the position of Switzerland. There is some noise here. That. <laughs> so there was a YouTuber in the crowd. He's done this before. English YouTuber. Uh, Daniel Jarvis yeah Jarvis 69 or something Jarvo 69 playing sex sounds pretty loud at this event Mm. pretty loud he did it in January this year he did that same stunt he uh, strapped a phone with the which he could call to a BBC host and then called it and then went nuts and went and he got a lot of views from it Uh, but then he's also been in trouble before like he he's the sort of he's that guy you might have seen he Goes in full player kit in rugby and jumps on the field and stuff like that and then gets in the team photo. Uh, one more thing about uh, Ange Ball related that I forgot. Um, I always find it funny when there are commentators that are clearly biased towards one team mm. uh, and not the other. Having so much in NBA. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they have like their teams have guys, their own. Yeah, yeah. But listen to this commentator. Uh, these are two goals in this clip. The first one's when City score and the second one is when Spurs score. Alvarez onside, Foden surely. In towards Richarlison. Kulisinski! Oh, he's there! What a header! 90th minute! <laughs> who, do re- who do you reckon he's a fan of? I didn't see any bias. I, yeah. I don't think you should have to change. Yeah. I don't think you should have to change. That's what you grew up with, the team yeah. you grew up with. I actually love it in NBA though. I love the team's no, own it. commentators and you can switch between the... I, the I don't mind it, but I, I kind of I hate them sometimes because they're like either... They're just like shit. Uh. <laughs> no, sometimes... No, this, oh, no, no, no oh, sit oh, down. No. Harry, can I get a lift? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, that's S word. Sometimes they're S and sometimes they're a bit C too. They're effing <laughs> S. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. And they're boring as well. Oh, sorry, B. They're B. What the <laughs> I just had a big, your act. What the H, man? Sorry for the H. I had one too. Uh, Nestori Irakunda. It's kind of not really been spoken about too much, but he's still playing for Adelaide United. He'll go to Bayern München. Oh, sorry. Munich. Uh, next year. I believe it's München. <laughs> München. Next year. In July next year, he'll start his uh, journey. There. He's signed a $3 million deal. Then he gets incentives on top of that. You don't know whether he'll actually go straight in. But uh, I just thought it's, we should try and get him on the podcast because this might be the last time we see him. Some of the comparisons we're seeing are like, I've never seen a guy that powerful since Messi, some uh, pundits are saying. Um, Robbie Slater was just What about like, Grind Mines? <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. pretty good. Yeah, the best. The best there is. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Harry, we're not experts when it comes to sport, right? Speak for yourself. Oh. Well, we're probably closer to Nuffies, right? Once again, my friend, speak for yourself. We can't just keep saying speak for yourself. What What are you then? What Where do you sit? Speak for yourself. <laughs> are you broken? <laughs> all right, I'm a casual observer. Okay, cool. Is that all right? Yeah, it's all right, I guess. But um, What are you then? What are you? Expert. Oh. <laughs> but if I do want to take a pun and don't know what to include, I can look at the Neds app, popular same-game multis, 
which lets you copy trending bets. Available on all AFL games every round, Josh. Ned's popular same-game multis are created by the punters or nuffies and shared for other punters. And plus, you can add or remove legs easily to any popular same-game multi. Head to the Ned's app and take it to the Ned's level. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Um, so he actually played tonight in a, I think it was a draw potentially. Um, so he's still playing with Adelaide United. He hasn't played too many games this year, but we should probably go to a glory game, try and see him before. He exclusively scores worldies. He does. Like he hasn't kicked too many goals in the last two years, but Tap when he in, does, uh-uh. they're crazy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not scoring this. And then he does like 19 backflips. It's not yeah. even just the single <laughs> Sam Kerr backflip. He'll do like a double. Anyway, one to look out Is for. Is that it? Breakups, hookups, scandals. We know your darkest secrets. Sports gossip. Sports gossip. Oh my goodness gracious me! Oh, one of the guys. Actually, you know what, Josh? What? Can you please play my um, favorite Bahamian music playlist? Oh, uh, oh shit! You did send me that. Mm. Doesn't that make you guys want to move? Yeah. Yeah. Move countries. <laughs> yeah. Nice, Giorgio. I'm coming with you. New Zealand. Uh, let's guys, go. Tiger Woods was back in action over oh, the weekend wow. in the Bahamas, yeah, for his golf tournament he hosts, the Hero World Challenge. Uh, moving around pretty damn well for a guy that was, uh, well, on his deathbed a couple of times. Uh, aren't his, uh, isn't his spine just like crumbled up crackers? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just a few straws put together. Yeah, did you ever put straws together and try and like see how much you could like had like, far away oh, you could far drink, away drink something? Suck. suck. Yeah, suck. Yeah, yeah. Suck. Did you ever do that? Uh, yeah, yeah, just for my cock. But yeah, that's about it. Tiger Woods played pretty well, but um, it was Scotty Scheffler that took it out. The exciting thing is though, Tiger Woods is next season planning to play once a month, one tournament a month. Do you need to have game fitness and stuff or can he just whip out a good, good oh, match? Oh, yeah. He'll need reps. Right. He'll need reps. He's always talking about uh, before tournaments, making sure he hits like over a thousand balls in a session. Oh, that's like, good for your to, crumbled spine. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah, raw he spaghetti be, spine. Yeah. He must be 50% metal, like almost after all his operations, the car crash and uh, a few other bits, uh, bits and pieces. Um, hey, remember that TGL golf tournament I was talking about a little while ago? Rory McIlroy's and Tiger Woods. Yeah, I think the, about like, it every day. The tech one. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Georgia. Wait, what was it? It yeah. was the one where it's Indoor. like- Yeah, in, indoors. So it's kind of like a combination of simulator technology onto a big projector wall where they do the drive. Yeah. And then there's a stadium arena around a green that rotates. So it's a bit more of like an exciting kind of short format golf right, thing. Right, okay. Uh, with a bit more- like, Atmos, you guys like Atmos, big yeah, Atmos yeah. guys. Is this music the rest of the pod or? Yeah, it's good. 100%. It goes for nine minutes. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the purpose-built stadium they uh, were getting together um, had a bit of an issue when the roof collapsed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'll that. do it. It's like, so this roof was one of those pressurized dome things that, yeah, yeah, yeah. then it all, uh, there was an issue with the power when the power went out. I hate when mm. that happens. Like, probably the computers are taking too much power. There's so many computers in there. How did you know that? Oh my God. Um, Josh, could you please play my favorite dinner party music playlist? Thanks. Okay. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. We had a dinner party last night, Harry. Oh my God, the gnocchi. 
was really good, made from scratch. And it has Josh putting up an Insta story with like him <laughs> making Noki and tagging me in it. Were you expecting me to share that again? No, no. Okay, no. good, thanks. Because you know what I'm really bad at is just sharing things that people tag me in. I actually kind of tagged in like, to see what you would do. Yeah, what I did was laugh with the three people I was with and how dumb it was. All oh, right. <laughs> A, lot, a couple of people, like, I just put it up for mates basically to be like, mm, my happy place, gnocchi and a Sunday mm. and a wine. Can I be honest with you? I what? was trying to impress those guys I was with by saying like, oh, what's he like, this silly guy putting gnocchi photos up for? I was low key really hungry and excited to come and eat it. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> and it was- Out of 10? And it was tasty. Uh, it was probably a seven, I, I mixed it up a bit, but- <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Did you, hang on. I think Georgia was asking me what I thought out of 10. That was, <laughs> you know, rate your own meal. Seven. Um, I, oh, would, yeah, I would just yeah, say I got yeah. a couple of answers from guys going like, Looks fucking shit. Why would you post that? Was um, that was your first time cooking? I, cook, I cook a lot of sandwiches. I make sandwiches too. Cutting is a part of cooking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah for sure. And toasties, that's also uh, apparatus. At what point does cooking become cooking? Is when you cut something or heat, some, heat. heat something yeah, out? Yeah, pretty sure by definition. This is an easy one for me to answer. It's heat involved. Okay, does that include microwaves? Yep. I cook heaps. Mm. I cook fucking heaps. Cook sandwiches. Guys, anyway, we're at this dinner party, just like um, the F1 drivers were at, uh, after postseason, the postseason dinner. It's a bit of a tradition for the drivers. However, Max Verstappen has broken two unwritten rules. He didn't go? Uh, yeah, he didn't go. Fuck off. <laughs> Correct. Really? <laughs> he didn't go. There were actually a few no-shows. Uh, a few of the big ones made it there, like Hamilton, Ricardo. Um... Only 13 there, yes. Uh, the un other unwritten rule he didn't, well, he broke, and you're not going to blow this one. <laughs> he didn't pay for dinner. The world champion's supposed to pay for dinner. I can picture him arguing that because he, he often, like, goes against the grain of, like, sportsmanship and things like that with the with the Netflix thing. I think, like, well, why should I pay for it? You guys should need to get better, and then they'll, they'll pay <laughs> for it. I'm not spitting it because I didn't buy, I didn't drink any wine, so why would I split Why am I paying for your wine? Because He's in big dinner debt and big beer debt, but the uh, Lewis Hamilton he's, actually- He's shutting. He's shutting. Spare me. Spare me. Last year, Verstappen was there. Guess who picked it up? Hamilton. What's going on here? What's Verstappen doing? I don't know. Is he going to pay for something? It really sounds like it's sort of bloke that would, you'd go to a concert with him oh, and he no, would- um, I mean, yeah. And like, you'd buy him a drink and then you'd be like, oh, I suppose the drink's coming back. Shut. And then you don't Man, realize- that this, is honestly you don't, false. And You're this, just, guy, this guy in his head's going skiing. You'll do anything <laughs> for a laugh on this pod, mate. You'll no, just lie through your teeth. I'll do anything for money to be returned. Yeah. I'll, I'll transfer you. Even though I, I'll no, transfer. No, no, no. Transfer no, no, doesn't no. count. That's not how beer debts work. I'll fucking transfer you. Don't, you don't go out for a night out. I'll transfer you with a handsome You don't go for a night out and go, hey man, mind transferring me? For those three beers. It's no, no, basically no, no, what no. you're doing. No, no, doing. that's not what I want. I want next time we're out, you go, hey, Josh, I'll get the first round. I'll be like, hmm, you know what, Giorgio? Chuck a chockey bar in and call it quits. Yeah, well, I bought you a coffee yesterday and I made you coffee. I'm not calling that out. <laughs> oh my God, a $5 coffee. Congratulations. I'm sure I bought you 10 billion in history. 10 billion. Oh, you've probably counted them. Let me know. I've, I haven't. That's impossible for me to have had 10 billion coffees alone. Yeah. I love, Sorry, I love setting you two off. Oh yeah, uh, Verstappen. I don't. Hot, I don't blame him for um, wanting to just fuck off. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Well, they, they did have testing, which was also in Abu Dhabi, so he was around somewhere. Maybe he was. Uh, I don't know, going forward driving or something. Yeah, because quite often, all these drivers driving around fast on the road go, "I want to get off road." And you heard it here first on Sports Gossip. Wow, <laughs> that's it. Do they just want to drive slow? 
off-road because they don't want to be reminded of like work. Oh, no, no, no. They got the need. Do you? They got all these wicked cars. Like they all drive like the uh, the factory models of the companies. But they if they for. drive fast, they'd be like, oh, I feel like I'm at work. Giorgio, you know when you get off the freeway, then you go into a 50 zone and you mm. think, how does anyone have a crash yeah, in a 50 yeah, zone? Yeah. We're yeah. going so slow. Mm. What if um, Red Bull's car agreement, because they give them like their own car. What if it was like a giant Red Bull on wheels, like a promotional car and you had to drive that <laughs> around the off season? <laughs> And he's just like drifting down the streets of Netherlands. <laughs> or Ferraris was a horse. <laughs> yeah, but it's a Toyota Corolla. Guys, that were the headlines. Uh, this week on the podcast, we have a deep dive into one of the weirdest and most brutal endurance sports around. So Phil Gore broke the World Backyard Ultramarathon record earlier in 2023. We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, about backyard uh, ultras, how insane they are. Yeah. The more I thought about it, the more I couldn't get out of my head. Why the hell would anyone do this? Why would, why would they run for four days straight and put their body through the, the, the sleep deprivation. So I went to the source himself. Roll the tape. Roll the t- a lot of the time I'm just in autopilot, um, just going through the motions. Like I'm, I'm very um, kind of strict with my plan, um, very meticulous. So I know every hour what I'm going to be doing, like what pace I'm going to be running that lap at what I'm going to do when I get back, like what am I going to do during the break, whether I'm going to be changing shoes or putting sunscreen on or eating a meal or having a sleep. And yeah, you just kind of go into an autopilot mode. And it's funny, like the longer the race goes on, the the, the more into that autopilot you get. And this is your life now. This is what you do. You run, you rest, you eat, you repeat, run, rest, eat, repeat. How far do you normally run? Two kilometers? Maybe you're training for a marathon. Good stuff. Or maybe you're a run club guy who loves the euphoric high on a Sunday sweat, but also loves the forced face time with unguarded singles. You know you fucking are, Dylan. You know you sick fuck. Or maybe you're in the few that like to run and run and run for up to four and a half days and test your body and mind beyond the limit that you or anyone else has set. Phil Gore is one of those. You know, you might have run the furthest that you've ever run. Um, or you, you win the event and you do have those euphoric moments. And I think that's what any, any runner is is kind of always chasing. It's whether it's a, a 5K marathon. And, and the more that you can push yourself, I think the greater that feeling is. The Perth firefighter broke the Backyard Ultra Marathon world record early this year. That's a format of extreme endurance with some quirks. It's a race with no finish line. On the hour, every hour, you need to run a 6.7K loop. So if you finish that loop in the hour, yeah, you get ready to, to start the next one on the next hour. Um, and the race just keeps going and going until there's only one person left. The current world record is at four and a half days or 108 laps. The Backyard Ultra is the brainchild of evil genius and ultra endurance race designer Lazarus Lake from Tennessee. People think he's a, a sadist or whatever. He's like my trail soulmate. Flair for the dramatic, I think. A bit of a sassy man. Are you a sadist? No, no. I think people are obsessed with comfort to the point that they forget. If you don't have any discomfort in your life, how do you know when you feel good? 47-year-old American Harvey Lewis broke the record of Big Dog's Ultra Marathon this year. But the thing about this race is, is the limit just keeps being pushed beyond what we originally thought was possible. When I first started, and when I did that 39 hours, um, the Australian record at the time, I think, was about 41 or 42. Yeah, over like three years, we've pushed that out to to 102 hours. The world record is getting broken 
pretty much twice a year. We don't know what the limit is. Harvey Lewis just did 108 hours just the other week, but he looked like he probably could have kept going longer than that. So I, I, I don't think it'll be long before we see, you know, 120, 150 hours. It's probably two things you're thinking right now. The first is, how do you sleep in four and a half days of running? On the night laps, I will try and do those a bit quicker. So a, a quick lap for me will probably be between 37 and 40 minutes. Just by the time I've, I've come in and got myself organised and then I need to wake up with enough time to get myself organised to get back to the start, I end up getting about 15 minutes of sleep. The first night, it's probably a bit harder to get to sleep. You're not as tired, you're still kind of amped up a bit. And But by the time you get to like the second and third and fourth nights, because you've been out there a lot longer, you're a lot more tired, you can fall asleep pretty quick. I even can reach those deep sleep stages because, you know, I'll be having dreams and a 15 minute lie down might feel like I've been asleep for two hours. Like there's been moments where I've just like suddenly become aware that I'm asleep and like I've just shot up in bed and thinking, oh no, I've missed the start. And then my crew's like, no, it's only been 10 minutes. Like you're all good. The hardest thing about the sleep is is getting up. So when, when you wake up and you've got like four minutes or three minutes to get yourself ready to get to the start line, it's, it's like the hardest three minutes. It's just like all you want to do is just stay in bed where it's nice and warm and you rested. That bell was going to go in a, in a few minutes, so I've got to be at that start line when it does. The second, why would anyone do this? Gore Crowd funded his way to the World Champs this year. His, his support staff is led by his wife, and he shares a car with his partner, running to and from work every day about six kilometres each way. This isn't a sport I do uh, for the money. It's obviously there's not really any money in it, even even the winner of the gold champs, there's there's no prize money for that. Now, Gore's reasoning is weirdly understandable. It's just such a great community. And I think for me, it's just, I've discovered that thing that I'm good at. And I think if you find that in life, if you find that thing that you're good at and you're passionate about it, just make sure you hang on to it and, and don't let it go and just see how far you can go with it. Run, rest, eat, repeat, run, rest, eat, repeat. Oh. Mr. President, can this wait? I've got bigger fish to fry. God bless my friend Harry. Harry's Big House. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Holy shit. I'm leaving you. Put the finger up. Holy actual flippin'. Frickin oh, F. please don't say flip Frickin on the pod. Hey, man. Georgia, this is the big house, mate. You've heard worse than that. I have. This case, guys, F me, F M, F M. It is. I'm gonna, I'll admit, it is a little. The cases are on the longer side. But bear with me because this is completely captivating for all the wrong reasons. Oh, okay. Okay. In fact, it's possibly the worst dog act this courtroom will ever hear. But the good news is my deliberation is quick and you'll find out why right now. Chris writes in, I've got a case for the big house. Let me set the scene. It was a boy's trip to the Gold Coast about three years ago. Five single guys driving from Sydney committing to a big seven days up there. Wow. After two successful nights of dancing on sticky floors and drinking all the beers at every club, the third night arrived and a disgusting dog act occurred. What? Yeah, what I know. Was it? I know. What happened? Three of the guys were feeling a bit dusty on this third night, so they stayed in. 
That left two of us to head out on a grim Wednesday to try and find some entertainment for the night. After a bit of a boogie, we decided to call it a night and save ourselves for the rest of the week ahead. On our walk home, however, we met two lovely ladies. Let's call them Jess and Sarah. Okay. Chris says, They were heading the same way as us and after a bit of conversation, my friend gave me the eyes. A strong look to communicate he was interested in Jess. Very nice. I gave him the eyes back to say I was interested in Sarah. Seems to be working out pretty well, doesn't it? What a beautiful moment. We invited them back to our place and they accepted. My friend even sneaked a kiss on the way back to our place. Intentions were obvious from all parties. Okay. So then walking. What could possibly go wrong? Order. Order. Upon arriving home, sorry, I have to pause, Josh. Excellent use of the gravel sound effects. <laughs> that is a masterclass home. as the walking home. You didn't mean to do that. That was no, I awesome. I know the that was is. awesome. <laughs> Order! <clears throat> of course. <laughs> Upon arriving home, two of the boys were asleep, and the third, let's call him Brian, because that's basically his name, wasn't asleep. Brian screamed, here they are leaving his room to find us accompanied by these two lovely ladies. Now, what's the first thing you think of if you're Brian? Is it, the boys might get lucky. Great, I'll leave them to it. We shake hands and continue onwards. Brian did not behave like he should have. He proceeded to go into his room, put cologne on, (laughs) get dressed up a bit better and come into the living room and join us. (laughs) I hate Brian. Oh my God, wait wait till you hear this. Of course, we weren't expecting to invite the ladies towards a bedroom straight away, but we didn't plan for a fifth person to be awkwardly around. This wasn't the big issue though. Brian then proceeded to actively try and flirt with both girls. Both? Completely blocking any normal conversation or opportunity for us to make progress. Yeah. Brian then did something that will go down in history as one of the most fucked efforts of all time, Chris says. He asked if the girls would like to play you know. Oh <laughs> At 2 a.m. The girls said yes, probably out of some sort of feeling of obligation, sure. And the two of us boys looked at each other and telepathically said, fuck me, this is fucking over, isn't it? <laughs> Gents, it got so bad that my mate went to bed and gave up. He was a sure thing and he was that off the situation that he went to bed. I wasn't going to let a mate be dogged so hard though. Without going into details, I managed to orchestrate a successful result for him and Jess. You know was still happening and despite looks between Sarah and I to sort of be like, can we not play, you know? It was too late and it was over. I went to bed and Sarah crashed on the couch. Brian was also rejected by Sarah and then I had to fucking sleep next to Brian because there was only one bed left. (laughs) This is a disgusting case of cock blocking and to make it worse, two nights later the same thing happened and Brian actually woke up and asked who was with us and we said two girls and he said, well, I'd better put my jeans on then. (laughs) And my friend snapped and hit him with a, no, you fucking won't. Don't you dare leave this fucking room. (laughs) Thankfully he didn't and we both succeeded. But the damage was done. Admittedly, Brian has punished constant ridicule about the incident and his Uno cards were absolutely thrown over the balcony by me the next day. But I know deep down that justice has not been served. Let me know what you think, guys. Personally, I think that that lads should always be rooting for a mate to be rooting, not blocking it. This is gross! Sorry, Harry, I thought we were all laughing. Stop stop recording. Sorry. Just stop recording. Come back. We need to go. What kind of case are we dealing with here? 
Well, the most disgusting one I've ever heard. You were right. Start recording again. Okay, start recording. Okay. There's no point wasting any time analysing this case. The facts this courtroom has have heard today suggest that we're dealing with some sort of alien-like psycho creature that doesn't know how to live life by the rules. Brian is guilty. Order. Not just for cock blocking, but for being a huge snake as well. Yeah. Dog oh snake. God, Fucking dog, dog snake. snake. Dog, dog snake, dog snake. Yeah, yeah, dog snake, dog snake. Order, order snake. Might beat George. Dog as order, well. dog order. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Two heroes, Chris and his mate, went out that night, and three guys stayed in because they were dusty. <laughs> Wham. That's fine, but all of a sudden, there are some girls in the picture, and now Brian decides he's not hungover and tired anymore. <laughs> How convenient. Let's pop on some clothes and cologne and get my riz on, mm. Brian thinks to himself. Brian, how entitled do you think you are, mate? But how's this? Not only is Brian cock-blocking Chris and his mate, but he's also cock-blocking Sarah and Jess. Because they were put in this awkward situation of playing you know what to <laughs> When they, I'm sure they had other intentions as well. But good on those girls for politely having a game of you know, you know, because I'm sure that situation would have been really awkward. Like, you know, things, some funny business might start happening with Chris and the mate, but then what the hell's Brian doing? Mm. Fucking Brian. He's in there with his cock in his hand going. No, you can't put your shoe on your shoe. You can't put your four on your four. You guys like my cologne? <laughs> Check out my jeans. So you can have a draw two, draw four, not a draw five. Fuck off, Brian. <laughs> How to punish someone like this? I honestly feel like this Brian guy wipes his ass with the dog act of 1976. Oh, <laughs> this crime, this crime is so horrific that I've had to try and get a few amendments made the punishments in the Dog Act. Oh, great. And the good news is I've written to the caretakers of the Dog Act and they've been approved. Oh, thank oh, God. Congrats. I know, it's, it was a relief. It was a, it was a long process. I initially thought of just banning Brian from boys trips for 10 years, but then realised <laughs> I'm not a psycho. You're not a Brian. Unlike Brian. I'm not a Brian. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. That's pretty harsh, eh? That's death penalty kind of areas. Yeah. That's worse, actually. That's worse than death already. I'd rather die, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'd rather play Uno with Brian at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a future punishment in the, in the big house. Play Uno play, with play Brian. Uno. You must fly to Sydney and play Uno with Brian. <laughs> Brian is wearing cologne. And he's wearing more cologne, more brute than your dad ever did. <laughs> Links Africa <laughs> all night long. However, if Brian is ever on another boys trip again, he must do the following. Stay in alternative accommodation from the rest of the group. <laughs> <laughs> that is at least 200 meters away from the main group. He's allowed to visit the main groups of com over the course of the trip, but he must not be there past 10 p.m. on any night. <laughs> the boys can also decide what they want Brian to wear on the first night out. This can literally be anything, but I would suggest avoiding any like overly the top eye-catching outfits like costumes. I think go for something like subtly shit like believable that this guy decided to wear it. Yeah, like what Josh is wearing or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like low-key horrendous shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He must also wear a special cologne that I'll be sending him. It'll be a bottle of Ethan Ethiol, which smells of rotten, rotting cabbage, onions, garlic, burnt toast and sewers. Good luck to Brian snaking anyone when he's wearing that, let alone finding his own dance partner. And finally, the Uno cards can come. Because you know it's great, but they'll be locked in a time lock container between the hours of 10 p.m. and <laughs> 6 a.m. Hey, Brian, draw four, case closed. Mm. 
I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied just as once again delivers. What a good hearing. I feel like the clothing he should wear should be a deep V-neck, tight black skinny jeans and anklet socks. <laughs> and he's not allowed to explain that it's like, oh, it's actually just like a piss take. You, and, know, and you have like, to wear it um, and you're, you're yeah, just yeah, the weird yeah. guy in like the crew. Crocodile looking white leather slip on shoes. No, I reckon like I reckon like just be on the edge of your extremely out of fashion loser. <laughs> yeah, but, that's what I'm but, going for. But it's not a co- where, where they people would be questioning that's not a costume. This is your life. Mm, okay. And you know what though? The problem is Brian. That actually might be his gear yeah, based on what I've learned about him. Yeah, might have just described him actually. Dear muscles, superstars, hold regards. You've got mail. Welcome to Mail It In with this mailbag where we hear from you guys, the pissners. Well, we've um, <laughs> we've had it before. We get into the emails, we've got some great ones this week. Actually, um, I just wanted to point a light on some of the videos we've had lately. Well, one thing we've realised is on the videos, if they get to a point in the algorithms or whatever where they sort of fly off the wall and they get a, a couple million views or something like that. Just they, they be, there's a point where they just go towards negativity where there's things that will be picked up in the video. For instance, the one with Will Gibb, all people pointing out that like he's wearing a Chelsea top. <laughs> so everyone's going this fucking Chelsea right. fan, what a fuck. Uh, the video with Harry about when you hit 30 and don't have kids and it's all about just like we were really hung one day and made that in like one second. <laughs> people uh, were calling you like- US Christian <laughs> body groups were like <laughs> lobbying against Harry saying like, mate, you're a weak- <laughs> <laughs> You're a pathetic You're piece pathetic. of shit. This oh, isn't me. Or the one with Katie where she had like a light lip gloss on. People are all saying, moisten your lips, C word. Uh, so they're just always really funny to watch when they just like continue to infinity where there's a point where it's just going to go negative no matter what. So yeah. F- feeding us the beast. And thank you for all the guys that are pod listeners that comment on our videos because we always see the inside jokes and laugh out loud at yeah, them. Yeah, we do. So we thank do. you very much. Uh, should we get some emails? Yeah, a lot of piss related ones this week. Ugh, for fuck's like, okay, yeah, go on, whatever. That's our thing. Hmm. That thing now. Look at this email about piss. Oh my god, Jesus! Welcome to the P-mails. Jeez, Jeez. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I had to. I had some okay. really good ones. Even though you owe me money, that's still funny. Um, <laughs> Sean, Sean writes in two Sean's. The fuck's up with that? No, one C on. I'm gonna summarize this because it's quite long. Sean's email was based around a joke he would do with his friends at the beach. He basically said that when you set up a towel and umbrella with your mates, just stand there on the sand a couple meters away and piss your pants in front of your mates. Says it's a harmless gag because you're wearing boardies anyway. Also said specifically. I can imagine right now Josh saying something wanky and technical about the concentration and it being stuck in the boardies, blah, blah. <laughs> he said, That's okay good. then, champ, how deep is in the water? Is it, is it acceptable to piss then? Ankle deep, knee deep, balls deep, lol, got him. There's clearly a point where it doesn't matter and I'm just brave enough to break new ground by pissing myself in front of my nearest and dearest. Yeah, well, guess what, mate? The chemicals inside your bodies. No, no. I actually had an experience of this. I got uh, ripped on in year nine when we were doing sailing for outdoor ed and I pissed myself in ankle deep water and everyone's like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, well, I'm about to swim anyway. I thought you were going to be like, fine. well, I pissed myself on the bus on the way there. It's like, well, we're going there anyway. No, I've always had pretty good pee control except when wasted. Like I peed in the corner of people's rooms a couple of times. <laughs> Okay, guys, here we go. Ready for a scientific de- definition? Oh, okay, nerd alert. Male or female or whatever gender or whatever you identify as 
I think you are pissing yourself is if your urethra is not below the waterline. Oh, right. So if it's it's clear air, then you're peeing yourself. Yeah, which is I, still fine because you're nah, in water. I think, which I is think still, you but you are still pissing a yourself. a little bit sooner. No, but you're still, I'm saying you're not pissing yourself if you are below. I just think a day at the beach, you know, there's a, a huge blurred line to the car park. You probably, probably pee yourself in the dunes. Fine by me. Okay, fine, cool. Fine, fine by me. Gee, you've got another really highbrow yeah, topic. Yeah, so that was Sean S... S-H Sean, I think. And this is Sean S. Seen, seen. Seen, seen. He says, has Georgia ever heard of the philosopher's stone in alchemy? It's said that alchemists who are able to curate this stone can prolong their life, maybe forever. The philosopher's stone, variously described, was sometimes said to be a common substance found everywhere but unrecognized and unappreciated. Someone on the internet released a book and told everyone that the secret ingredient was piss. (laughs) Literally, that's the one and only ingredient. The book was called The Book of Aquarius, I, th- I think, and it had detailed notes about how to boil down and create a stone out of piss that was to be eaten at the end of like five to eight years of constantly boiling down your old piss. Did anyone do it? Nah. Nah. Um, probably. You know what? Uh, yes. Asterisk. Yes. Someone's done it. Any more P-mails or? No, nah, I'll let you know. Right. <laughs> Please let us know. Please get him in. Please let us know. Hey, I want to give a shout out to Khan who um, oh, accepted yeah, yeah. my challenge for Strava to write something out. Uh, didn't quite go for the kick it forward, but did do a giant order in some sort of- It wasn't just an order, it was an order. Yeah, it was an order. Yeah, actually, hang on. I do know how to pronounce that. Oh dear. And it was about 1.5 Ks in decent time as well. So he's got a good legs on him. Um, Jimmy wrote in, Nat Edwards, so the AFL journalist, produced this oddity on AFL Daily Podcast a few weeks ago. I must be a nuffy for even tuning in. But basically, she's a huge Hawks nuff nuff and had written an open letter to Buddy Franklin upon his retirement. Gets to reading it aloud and ends up breaking down in tears. Gone without the fanfare and the farewell tour, Fitting, really, for the man who never sought the limelight, although it craved you. Thank you, buddy. It's been a wild ride. Footy won't be the same without you. <laughs> Boy, we are all better for witnessing your greatness. Harry, you do that. What? I know. I know. Nah, that's weird. I'm, I'm <laughs> that's weird. That's weird. I mean, like, I don't think... Yeah. So, then he, so then he continues. This got me thinking. When, when was the last time sport made you cry? Never. And when is it acceptable? Never? Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get to that point, which you know, I'm actually sad about. I kind of wish I um, did. Unless, well, actually, no, when my flag pies got up, that was pretty emotional. <laughs> yeah, but that's because you were watching like a movie during the game and it got to the crescendo. <laughs> what was I watching though? Oh, Lion. Dunstan checks in. Oh, Dunny. Uh, what about you, G, when Juventus maybe won or something? Nah, we've bottled a lot of championships. Oh, um, when you tore your ACL, you probably cried. Nah, never. So I never thought I'd done it. It's okay to cry. I know. Yeah, I told you when I cry. I told you. Uh, breakups. I'm crying about it. Sex. <laughs> sex. Deaths, dog deaths, and breakups. They're my three times. Yeah. Except once when I was 10 when um, Italy won the World Cup and I was in Italy, cried happy tears. That's pretty cool. I've never really cried happy tears. I don't know what, when I do it. You've never uh, been happy though. Yeah, it's true. I'm in this sort of constant <laughs> malaise of Whoa. crying and Whoa. rolling around. That really cheered me up, that comment, George. <laughs> Harry's been like- <laughs> Uh, no, no. sapping 
joy out of my <laughs> sad month. He gets me, when he's in a bad mood, he gets me to tell the saddest thing that happened to me that day. <laughs> and then he has a little goes, okay, I feel good now, let's do it. No, Josh, it's because you're such an expert at life. You're a very open person, which is such a good- What a detailing how sad I am. Yeah, you're, it's such a good quality to have, but the, sometimes you'll say things like terrible things that are happening to, happening to you in your style of comedy, like in your fun way. Yeah, yeah. And I've, it, it actually is funny. And then, you know, the last few times that we've needed maybe, oh, I personally <laughs> needed a lift if we're like filming some videos, I might be fucking and died after a week, I'll kindly request Josh to lift me up. Yeah, Joe, and tell me up. The sad it's so bad. Josh, you know, you know I do, I do nothing you want to hurt you. You want one now or what? You know I do nothing to hurt you. Yeah, I know, I know, no, you're yeah. great, great. I think like the, I, I mean, it's completely normal to go to a psych or whatever, but I just can't get past while I'm in there um, how expensive it is. Mm. And I like kind of hate the person. I'm in there being like, fucking drop it a hundred bucks. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Every sympathetic nod is like 25 bucks. Exactly. <laughs> I'm there calculating. And then she's like, oh, we got about a minute left. And I'm like, fuck, it's like seven bucks. She's like, mm. so what do you mean? Mm? That just cost me $15. Mm. That mm? How about you detail how I get, anyway. Um, so it's- Fix me. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Jackson, loved the pod. Favorite part of the week. Thought it was funny how defensive G got over when you hijacked the stingy corner. Um, we, you got really defensive for a couple of things today. Get actually, really defensive for a couple of things today. Case in point. Uh, I played against a couple of Australian listed netballer players apparently on Wednesday and got absolutely pumped. First game I've ever played, but we'll go back next week. So uh, yeah, it's very hard when you play against actual players um, in netball when they know how to move and you're a, an idiot player guy who's never really played. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about it. Yeah, we, we didn't get many of those in um, <sighs> Div 4 mixed UWA five years ago. Guys, I had an email here from George Bolter, but what I'm going to do is use it as a little bit of a tease for next week because the, the title is Riz Talk, <laughs> okay? <laughs> uh, to, to be completely honest, Very I'm still nice. trying to work out what to do with this one. Even Came if I to wanted. the right place. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for potentially asterisk Riz Talk next week on the pod. Kick it full of mailbag at gmail.com is uh, where you're sending me correspondence. Send everything in. I just want to let you know, I know it's the end of the pop, but you got something in your teeth just there. Tune in Just Bricks this week and get yeah. in all your correspondence for next week. Right. Thanks for listening, guys. You guys can deal with that I on the side. I could have told you earlier, but uh, I just didn't. I'm just going to turn in your mind. You didn't tell me earlier. And you're seeing next well, week. You were one I, of those, oh I, my I, God. I kind of noticed Giorgio. it and I forgot about it and then I noticed this, it. This, you know what makes sense? You not buying Josh's drinks back now. Oh, See ya. See ya. This episode is proudly brought to you by our mates at Ned's. Josh, do you give out many tips? Sometimes. Um, Who's your source? Well, normally Sam McClure. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's really good. Like I, um, I backed Harley Reid not to make it in West Coast colours, and then and this year, just anything he said, oh, I go the opposite. Congrats! It's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good option. Hey, I've got. Um, yeah. What are you? What are you? What well, are you? Have you got a brother in uh, brother in law? Uh no. <laughs> You need a brother-in-law for your tips, mate. That's oh, where really? I get mine from. Yeah, I could ask yeah. my brother to divorce his wife and then we can see how we go. But mm, That'd be the first step, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I need to speak to Georgie too. He's always real confident with his tips, but they never, ever come off. Now, if you're looking for a one-stop shop for social betting, check out the Neds app. You can create groups perfect for betting together and ripping on your mates. And if you think you found a winner, you can let them know. Or you might be looking for a hot tip. And you can build a profile and share your bets with your followers. Or you can see what other punters are like on the feed. There's also expert tips on everything AFL from the fantasy pick himself, Tom Rotcliffe, within the Neds AFL Open Group. It's not just for AFL though, Josh. There are other <laughs> open groups for racing, b-ball, UFC, 
see soccer and he's more. Download the Neds app if you haven't already and take it to the Neds level. T's and C's apply and available on the Neds website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.